Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Faction Wars, a new world podcast, episode eight on today, this day, December the 29th, 2021. My name is Taylor Allen, and I am joined today by Stephen Fontana. Stephen, yeah. hello. Yo, what's up, man? I am so disappointed, and let me tell you why. I poured myself the tallest and coldest glass of water, just the coldest and tallest, and it's nowhere to be found. I have no idea where it is. You're going to find that in like three days, like with a, a layer of dust. Across it's somewhere. Top. It's somewhere, but it's the biggest cup I own. So I'm very disappointed that I, it's not in my mouth right now. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. We are also joined this week for the very first time ever, uh, a three-man crew on Faction Wars. Uh, you met him last week, Mr. Joseph Butler. Joe, hello. Welcome back. Hello, and thank you for the welcome back. Yeah. I am having a terrible night now because my good friend Steve lost his cup of water. I know, it's very And I just feel awful for him. Yeah. You know, you know, Joby, I want to say to both of you, uh, excellent job on last week's show. Uh, I learned a lot. It made me super itchy to play. And not only did mm -hmm. I play, I gained four levels that day that I listened to it because I was cleaning up my house and then I was like, all right, I'm done. I'm settled in. Let me go. Boom. I sat down four levels. Boom. I'm now level 50. Um, ready to do the thing, but got you guys kicked it, kicked its ass last week. So great job on that. <laughs> it was a good episode. I, I felt really good about it. I feel like we, uh, we filled in for you. Okay. Enough. We, we got the weapon of the week out there. Yeah. I, oh, I great job with that, by the way. Great job. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I tried my hardest. It was very good. All right, this week, you guys, we don't have a lot of news to go over. The forums are silent. Not a lot of tweets coming from the, the New World account. Nothing really official. We talked about the dev update last week. So I thought it would be fun this week since we are, um, you know, coming to the final days of this year to talk about our New World New Year's resolutions. So... We're going to go through, we're each going to take turns kind of going uh, through some of our New Year's resolutions and things that we would like to achieve in the new year in New World. Mm. I think we can kind of just rotate. I don't think we need to go through all of these. So, for example, my mm. very first one that I would like to do uh, is I really want to get my expertise capped out at least on my main weapons and my armor before dungeon mutations come out. Mm. I think that's going to be super, super crucial, especially because they had mentioned that they're increasing the gear score for mutations. I don't want to feel like I'm behind even further when that content comes out. So that is priority number one for me. Numero new uno. Got it. That yeah. is wise. R remind me, when is the when did they say mutations is coming out? They said it's coming in the January update. So I, uh, I would bet... Soon. Yeah, middle of January, if they follow the same cadence. Mm. Um, you know, mid-late January is when we can probably expect that. Mm. So, that, is, a good that is that is goal number one. Joe, what is one of your New Year's yeah. resolutions? So, my first one kind of ties into the second one, so maybe I'll do those together real quick. But okay. I want to own three houses. Mm -hmm. I've always only ever had one or two. Um and and that was fine for me because I didn't need to like travel around too much and I didn't have the trophies to fill three houses anyway. Mm -hmm. But I'm starting to get to where I could really use the benefit of having more trophies. And um, so that's becoming more and more important. And the most important one for me right now, um, aside from maybe luck, is trying to get the armoring trophies. Because once I get my armoring trophies maxed out, I'll be able to make some pretty sweet gear. And uh, I think that can become kind of like my my little thing you know um so that's that's my goal is to get three houses and to max out my armoring trophies it's well one thing you're gonna need to do to be able to get three houses is actually make some freaking money joe yeah, yeah. joe and i incessantly <laughs> fight back and forth because joe and i play together a lot mm -hmm. um i am a hoarder of money okay i like mm -hmm. i will sell off craft mods and not even think twice about it I'll go through and sell like all of my most valuable stuff so that I have gold for when I want to do something. Right. I like keeping that stuff liquid. Joe, on the other hand, 
is constantly like hoarding all of his resources and rubbing two pennies together. Yeah. That's uh, I'm I'm in between the two of you. Uh, I am afraid to sell or destroy something um, just, you know, in fear of that. Oh shit. That's a value. That's a thing I need a lot of later on or whatever. So I'm very much into the whole hoarding stuff, but also the things that I know I can get really quickly, I will sell as many times as possible. And I, I've recently had up to like 16K just kind of sitting there in the bank. You know what I mean? It's pretty It's pretty good. It's pretty good. That's I did crazy. spend 4,000 gold transferring it to a new area um, mm. that had yeah. some level five crap. I mean, I, I, I did fuck that up though. I will say that because apparently there's an area, I forget which one it is. I think it's Windsward. I don't know. Um, that has uh, everything level five, like all the time. Um, so I probably should just make my crafting there, but my house isn't there. It's a long story, but sure guys, I have, I have a, a trophy related new year's resolution as well. And this one's going to probably blow your mind, but I want everybody to sit down and really, and really absorb this. I'd like to have a crafting trophy, <laughs> just any trophy, just any one of them would be cool to have there. You know? They're surprisingly cheap. Those those basic ones, or not the basic, the, uh, the minor, minor trophies. Ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't. For I, you, it'd be so cheap that you could just ask one of us, and we can make one for you pretty easily. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. No, no, no. Like that's that's great. <laughs> so this is the, 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 yeah. I mean, the way it goes for me is like apparently I play only when no one's playing, or <laughs> or Miss Envy's playing, and Miss Envy like I I'm a little higher than her right now, so like it's not you know she's not she's not one of the power players in in the in the faction you know in the company so like i'll be like hey anybody playing i could use some help crickets crickets <laughs> like all right cool and then i'm about to log off and i see everyone come on aj maranaccio comes on everybody yeah. everybody lord rostinol i'm like what is happening here um but yeah uh i would like a uh, trophy that would be cool i would like to start into getting into that part of the game because there's so much of the game i have not touched and trophies is one of them that i should really be getting into yeah i even even now like learning more and more about the game trophies i know we've said this a million times on the show but trophies are so invaluable like pay whatever you need to to get those trophy materials because they're so so worth it mm-hmm. you have to have them if you want to be a top tier crafter you have to have them if you want to be able to do the the really difficult um end game done or not dungeons um arenas mm-hmm. and stuff like uh they're they're just so so valuable so. well and honestly getting a, a loot luck trophy which is probably mm-hmm. like i would say the most important one to get first maybe um that's like all you need is a rabbit's foot some steel some lum- some lumber it's like really really simple um something that would be easily achievable and a great first step yeah mm-hmm. definitely all right guys uh my next new year's resolution uh kind of ties into what we were talking about i want to hit 100k in the bank uh i hit my highest go- gold total ever today I hit forty-one thousand. Wow! And I was really, I was really excited about that. Uh, you know, I've got three houses, and you know, I, I paid my rent this week or whatever, and still, I'm, I'm netting out at forty-one k. I found a couple of little sneaky ways to make a decent amount of money. That's really, really easy, mm-hmm. and also gains me aptitude chests like really quick. Um, and so I've just been grinding that. Uh, my secret, and I may be spoiling this, you know, maybe price on, on this specific item is just going to like plummet over the next couple of days. Or could, whatever. could this be a, uh, a, a tip and trick right now? Yeah, it is. Oh, we're, we're getting into tips I, and tricks, folks. I will go Let's out speak. with a completely empty bag. I'll go out right outside of Windsward and I will just chop down young trees and yeah. I will get like four, 5,000 greenwood. And then come in and burn it down to charcoal. Mm-hmm. Charcoal on our server, I'm selling for like 38 cents per, between like 25 and 38 cents, right? Mm-hmm. Depending on on where the the orders are at. 
Um, and so I am, and you know, with my smelting, it, I'm at like 195 smelting or whatever. So I have like a, a 20% chance to make more charcoal. Um, with it, it at that point, I, I'm selling like, you know, 3,000 pieces of charcoal and they sell instantly, you guys. I will list them. They will be sold within, all of them sold within 24 hours. That's just a couple grand yeah, that's great. in the bank for me. So mm-hmm. uh, charcoal has been like one of my nice, uh, you know, just like turn on a YouTube video or a podcast and, and go out in the forest and chop wood for an hour kind of uh, money makers. Plus I get mm-hmm. logging caches from it, which are super valuable as well. So Somebody recently accidentally, I assume it's accidentally, uh, put a pretty common item up there and they, that they were going to pay 700 per 700 not seven buy order you mean yeah a buy order 700 gold per item and i think miss envy had 10 of that item it was like it was a it wasn't a super common item but she was like uh yeah yeah, i'm I'm gonna sell this (laughs) and i was like oh man jealous it was some sort of cursed something cursed medallion mm. cursed uh, i don't know something crafting like mod probably yeah something yeah. like that and i was like oh man Jeez. look at you yeah uh well, that's good, amazing. good times look out for weird items like that like go go in there and just click everything really go through because you'd be surprised somebody could be offering you a hundred percent more than the next guy just because they really want the item very quickly and you can make a quick buck and you know you could Especially- repair that especially on craft mods there are Mm -hmm. some craft mods that um are used for like uh wars specifically it's if it's for like a really good pvp um ability or something Mm. Uh, like like a lot of the warhammer great axe mods. yeah yeah or void gauntlet mods i've sold um the putrefying scream void gauntlet mod for like 4k Ooh, and i got like five of them (laughs) like it's they're they're just they're super super valuable. So definitely go through, see what that stuff's going for on the market if you're short on cash. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Okay, one of my uh, next New Year's resolutions for New World is um, I would really like to max out my um, armor and jewelry expertise. Um, and so like I'm I'm not really thinking that weapons will get there quite yet because I think that'll take quite a long time. But I think at least the armor and the weapon or and the jewelry is doable. Um, and those are, I think, more important to me because uh, I'll always use those, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very excited because my headgear expertise is currently at 589 and 590 is the max. Mm-hmm. So I'm very close to my first one. And then I'll maybe, you know, start finding some legendary items, which is going to be very exciting. Very nice. Um, so... Yeah, I'm. I I want to get into that for all of my armor and jewelry. Hmm. My uh, my, so considering I'm so far behind you guys, like a lot of mine are gonna sound could sound dumb, um, because I'm not in end game con- content right now. But I do have a personal challenge that I want to do, and that is I want to visit every town in one sitting, every single one in on the entire map without fast traveling. I want to map oh. one out and I just want to go and walk or run or briskly jog to every single town starting, you know, at the, wherever, it doesn't matter. And then just chart a little path and just have fun and go and, and, and see what the world is about. See how it all flows together and everything like that. Just by, by the time I'm like ready to do that, I'll probably have seen every place at least once anyway, but it would be cool to really enjoy the game and not have to worry about needing to be anywhere. So I, you know, fast travel here, do this mission there, but just go and just kind of hunt as I go, chop down trees as I go, find, you know, whatever. It would be really cool to do that during the the winter convergence because you have all the presents along the roads. But oh yeah, um, I think that would be a cool little New Year's resolution. I want to travel the entire map without fast traveling. I love that. I actually. I- obviously not to that extent but um i today was actually out i was like i need to get silk i have like 900 sateen um in my uh windsward storage it's taking up way too much space i need silk so i can start refining this stuff down so i started in brightwood because brightwood has a bunch 
uh, went from Brightwood um, down to um, uh, what's Weaver's Fen, Reekwater, um, Restless Shores, and then finished up in Morningdale. And so I ran through each of those territories, just like gathering as I went. And it was a ton of fun. Like, it's really cool to go out, like explore the world and like, you know, just kind of walk the roads mm. and see what you can find. Mm. Um, I, I really, really enjoyed that. And I, I want to start doing that more. Oh, um, I forgot to I, tell I you. Cool. Yeah. I did something on my last What'd two days of playthrough. I played flagged for PVP. Whoa. Right? Wow. Right? <laughs> right? That's that's a big deal. Our server has actually gotten like pretty competitive for PVP lately. Yeah. And so um like playing flagged is is pretty serious. So that's, yeah, man. That's awesome. I I did a How f- was it? I, I mean it was it was nobody bothered me. Um I I I I played myself, gentlemen. Here mm. here's how. <laughs> I did a mission. It was a uh, scout this thing, pick up the thing, bring it to the next place. Yep. And then, and then, and I did it. I did all three things. I'm like, yay. Mm-hmm. And then I fast traveled back. Oh. And it was like, oh no, oh, by the man. way, you have to do that over again. Cause you're not allowed to fast travel. I was like, shit. Yeah. Dang. I thought yeah. because I completed every part of the task, uh-huh. like it wouldn't reset for some reason. <laughs> yeah. I thought maybe it was like, only if you're in the middle of it, you can't like leave and come back in case leave. Oh yeah, well this guy's attacking me. I'm out of here. Bye. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I still haven't completed a single mission, <laughs> a PvP mm-hmm. mission. Um, but I was running around the world, all flagged for PvP and stuff. That's awesome. And the other thing that I was doing, what in the in the Christmas spirit, was I was going to the low level areas with all of my mana potions and mana foods because I don't use magic anymore. And I was just finding like a level 12 and just giving him like, I don't know, 400 items. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. here That's you go. <laughs> Bye. I've, I've tried to do that a few times and quickly gave up when like <laughs> no one wanted my, my junk. But uh, yeah, people yeah, get that is angry very, sometimes. Very charitable of you. I, uh, I did that fairly recently after we ran Starstone. I, Joe, I think it was with you actually. There was someone posting in LFG a while back. Uh, that needed help with it. I think it was someone, you know, around that level. So we ran through it, you know, those, those dungeons, especially if you don't have to make the keys yourselves are like decent for making gold. So we just ran mm-hmm. through it. You can get some decent craft mods and stuff there. Uh, and we came out and all of my gear that I got from it was like 300 gear score or whatever. So I was just going to scrap it. But there was this like level 21 guy standing outside that like wasn't even high enough level to do Starstone yet. And so I traded with him and just gave him everything. And he freaked out. And it was super <laughs> cool. He was like, oh my gosh, I can't use any of this stuff yet. Because I think it was like level 30 uh, requirement or whatever. He but he's like, I'm, I'm going to hang on to this until I get that level. Like, this is awesome. No, you won't. Because you're going to so, find shit on your way on yeah, your way to that yeah, 100%, level. <laughs> 100%. But he was stoked about it. So I, yeah. I felt good. Tis the, tis I, the yeah. season. I missed out on the, you know, four coins I would have got from scrapping it. But, yeah. Yeah. you know, I, I gave him the stuff and he was excited. So that was nice. That's great. That's great. All right. My next New Year's resolution. I want to max out all of my refining skills for one main reason only and that is so that i can sell off my cooldowns for my high tier crafting materials Mm. because Mm. everybody's looking to craft more asmodium to craft more phoenix weave more runic leather right so i will be that guy they give me the mats they they pay me a little bit of money i'll just refine it for them give it back easy money make uh, expertise ca- expertise caches off of it or i mean uh, aptitude caches off of it i think it's a no-brainer if joe needs more asmodium because i know he will mm-hmm. I, can, I can make some for him too but that's that's my next goal on on my crafting journey is i want to max out all of those refining skills uh my smelting is the closest i'm at 195 there everything else i'm at like the 175 ish range um, and I just need to like take some time to go and like make a checklist of the materials that I need. Cause on all of them, it's like, okay, I've got 900 of, you know, the, the tier three crafted components, but I'm missing the thing to get from tier three to tier four, tier four or whatever. Uh, and then I've got a bunch of the tier five stuff. So 
I need to, uh, you know, just go make a checklist of the things that I need and where I need to go to get them um, and, and just do it. But that's that's one of my big goals for early next year. It's a good one. That is a good one. That is a good one. Yeah, I, I am. I am like too scared to sell my <laughs> cooldowns because I need to make it for myself. What if I need it one day? I don't want to be caught without my runic leather, you know? That's a that's sure. a very real fear that I live with every day. I I totally get that. Yeah, yeah. I actually am currently short on runic leather, and I can't make fancy bags because of it. So. Oh, dang. Bags currently. take a lot, though, dude. Like. Yeah, forty-five. It is. That's. I, I think for armor, it's like twenty or something. Like it's yeah. it's way less. So. You're yeah. uh, you're throwing that stuff into the the real expensive boys. <laughs> yeah. One day I'll have like a 600 gear score bag with the best slots and it'll all be worth it in the end. But you'll carry all the damn green wood you can to your heart's content. Exactly. That's exactly. what it's all about. I'll never have to throw anything out of my bag again. I'll just carry everything. Okay. I have a weird, a weird one. Um, kind of a little bit in the spirit of Steve's last one, but, uh, one of my resolutions is to, Give my my character in New World a little bit more substance in their in their backstory and kind of the the weird little like role play story that I, I play out in my mind as I do stuff. Um, I know that's that's kind of silly and not really necessary, but now nah, I have I'm a lot more that. fun. Yeah, yeah, it's a good time, and I have a lot more fun when I'm like, oh man, my my character would think this in the situation or do this or talk in this way with this goofy accent or something. I don't know, um, but I I just think that would make playing it a little bit more fun. And, and I think uh, games like New Worlds, and especially New World, honestly, in this sort of like genre of game, uh, really, really shines when you add a bit of flavor to the typical like, you know, numbers grind that you're you're doing. Um, the flavor is what, what catches me. So I want to add a little bit more flavor to my my time in, in Eternum with a little bit more backstory for my character. Your character reminds me of Ron Burgundy because of uh, his what? mustache. Because of his mustache? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's he's, great. He's I... got that, that Anchorman <laughs> mustache down. Yeah, yeah. I, I like to think that my, my character was like a, a mid-tier intellectual who, who turned like mid-tier mediocre pirate somewhere along the way and then eventually just got lost on a turnum. And yeah, I'm, I'm going to kind of go from there, I think. As mm. I start to think about it a bit more. Yes, uh, my my character is the daughter of a pirate king, who ah, tried to get cool. away from the pirate life, and be a proper gent, a proper lady. I was going to say gentleman, but a proper lady, but was pulled into the ruckus, and regretfully has taken up her arms to defeat the dead people. There you go. There's my story. That's great. That's the great. bad guys. All right, let's do. Oh, Steve, give me give me another one. And yeah, okay. One this one's an actual game mechanic thing that I want to okay. actually accomplish in the new year, and I would really like to max out every weapon. Um, just let have everything to twenty. Um, okay. I just think that it would be better for me to branch out, and if I set it as a goal, I'm more likely to do it instead of just getting trenched in between two and four weapons. Um, sure. So yeah, I, I want to do that. I want to, that's, it's a simple one, but yes, I want to be level 20 and everything. As someone who has level 20 and basically everything, Joe, do you have any uh, bits of advice? Well, um, beyond just like, you know, trying to have fun with each weapon and, and being willing to change the way you play the game to kind of, you know, do that. Uh, there's a great place in Restless Shore where you can farm out uh, mastery really quickly. Mm -hmm. um, I, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it's one of the it's one of like the circular camps on the beach right outside of the big okay. uh, lost fortress. Um, I think it's I think it's north, maybe a little bit northeast of the the town. Um, I, I know it's for sure northeast of the elite area, the elite mm -hmm. Angry Earth area, kind of down the cliffs, but. It's a great place. You can go in there, run in a big circle, get a train of like a couple dozen lost pirates following after you. And then if you have some AOE damage stuff, and especially if you have like a group of three or four people, you can you can clear those those waves pretty quick and get like I think forty to fifty mastery per per enemy. Um, mm -hmm. But again, 
I think the biggest thing is just, you know, lean into the theme of each weapon and, and have a good time with it. I, I had a great time getting them all to 20. Beautiful. All right. Let's go around one more time. We'll give our last ones and then we can just kind of shoot the breeze about what we think of the uh, December update so far. I want to go over a couple of things. Uh, we also have a, a tip or trick for the week. We've got our weapon of the week and Joby's lore lowdown episode two. Oh, baby. So my very last new year's resolution is I want our company to win an attacking war. Um, now when we very first transferred to the server, I, I had mentioned on this podcast the server was completely purple, every single territory. And we came in um, and green has actually taken, I think five territories now since we merged like a week and a half ago. Um, and it's been super, super competitive. Like there's been a lot of really fun open world PVP um, and a, a lot of uh, wars waged right off the bat. I would love for our company to push a territory and take it. So, it's going to be an uphill battle. The The purple companies on our server uh, field a very good 50-man war team. Like, they're they're really, really good and coordinated at PvP. But I think we can do it. We've got some good guys uh, from our last server who just switched to green that um, I, I think it'll make um, a very competitive battle. Mm. It's very intimidating. That's a great one. I'm very yeah. excited to help make that a reality. Yeah, stoked about it. All right, Joe, yeah. give me your last one. Okay, last one. I want to max out my spear expertise specifically. Mm -hmm. I've bounced around a lot between the different weapons that I play, and I've found that I always love the spear the most, mm -hmm. I think, and always kind of... And it's it's the most versatile weapon, I think, too. You can use it in a dex build, in a strength build. Uh, it's a good off weapon for like a, a healer, maybe. So I, I want to get that one up because I think I'll always be able to use a really good spear. Yeah. I, I think that resonates with all of us here. We have all had our time with the spear uh, where we've really enjoyed it. Uh, for a very long time, I was running Lifestaff Spear before the Void Gauntlet came out. I know Steve was running kind of a similar build. So um, the, the spear is a really fun weapon, man. And I, I think it's just so underrated because it's not like the top tier uh, PvP weapon, but it's just so much fun to play. Mm -hmm. It is a really good time. All of its all of its abilities just feel so good and satisfying to land, um, and and it's really fun to me because it has really short cooldowns on a lot of its abilities, and there's a lot of mm -hmm. cooldown reduction as well, and so you can kind of get into this flow of like ability attack attack ability attack attack, and like you can kind of get some good combos going, and it's it's a good time. It's a good time. Yeah, I like using it with hatchets because I use throwing hatchets exclusively, so I get a lot of. Uh a lot of the bleed and and just a, a lot of cool effects that stack um because i believe the hatchet i think it's the hatchet has does more critical damage the more debuffs on the enemy or something like that so like having the spear do a couple itself and then the throwing axe and then getting up close and finishing them off with the hand axe it's like or with the hatchet it's a pretty cool combo. I like it a lot. I don't really know how everything talks to each other just yet, but I am enjoying it. Um, and uh, my final New Year's resolution is not for New World. It is for Faction Wars, a New World podcast, which of course is the a podcast dedicated to the New World uh, and, and all that fun stuff. It's, it's about the latest news, tips, tricks, and stories from Returnum. Um, you could f listen to it anywhere where you find podcasts and of course on our channel, youtube.com slash dual screens TV. But it's really for, for the show. And that is, I want to continue my streak of always having a weapon of the week. Cause sometimes the pressure gets on and I may be like, shit, I just didn't have time. No excuses. A weapon of the week, every single week. I mean, you have single-handedly manifested the blunderbuss mm -hmm. coming to the game. Mm -hmm. Like you, it's true. you made that happen. Yep. So, yep. I I think you have to stick with it. Obviously, Papa Jeff is listening. So, yeah. no, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Speaking um, of which, Stephen. Yeah. What's our What's our uh, weapon of the week this week? A weapon of the week is the earthen staff. 
Okay. This is a staff that is all about manipulating the earth around your enemies and c- controlling the terror around you. This okay. is much like the ice gauntlet. Okay, but this is a staff, and you can do things like an like an earthquake, like a ripple effect, knock dudes on their feet. You could do mm. you could pull up earthen spikes out of the ground to slow the, your enemies down. You can. <clears throat> you uh, put a big block wall in front of you to block attacks um, and protect your 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 friends. You could encase yourself into into a bunch of stone, kind of like the ice gauntlet, like and you know encase you. But what? But you could still do. You could still attack while you're in that form, and and you know move around, kind of like a big old uh, Ben Grimm, as it were. The sure. thing. Um, you could shoot. Uh, stone out of out of the staff as its basic you know like attack, and then maybe you can you can aim instead of blocking with the staff you could aim like the rain like the hatchet, and you can do like a spike like a stone spike can come out of it something more like a sniper attack, mm. um, and that that is my weapon, that is my That's weapon. Interesting. So I'm I'm picturing like a a lot of crowd control, mm-hmm. maybe like a a ranged great hammer kind of thing. Yes, yes, big big boy. Hammer. Like this is like you're you're a mage, right? You're 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 gonna be a. This is probably gonna be a. You know what? I'm gonna throw a curveball here. Okay. Constitution is its main stat. Whoa. Ooh. Yeah. So you'd be like a a real tanky crowd control. Yeah, just thud, just just a big thud. I'm I'm talking slow lumbering, but like sure protective and just ground altering. That's what I'm picturing for this. Maybe you could even do the opposite. You could do like quicksand. You could change Mm -hmm. the earth into like a quicksand, so the enemies just kind of get stuck in this little circle. Yeah, you like root them. That's Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, yeah. So basically, my dreams of being a, a twizzard, a tank wizard, would mm-hmm. come true. Absolutely, absolutely. So you got your earth, your earthen staff. Beautiful. That's what I. My call two it. dreams of being an earthbender and a twizzard. <laughs> <laughs> Great weapon choice, Stephen. Mm-hmm. I, I feel mm-hmm. like we've we've done a lot of these uh, like martial weapons so far. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. uh, very very nice to uh, kind of get outside of the box and and show some love to our magic users out there. They need it too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. True. True. All right. Tip or trick of the week uh, is also going to lead us to a little bit of conversation about the December update. I want to talk about aptitude. I think personally that this is the best system that they added to the game because it feels like no matter what you're doing, it's valuable, right? Mm. Um, so I've, I've spent a lot of time farming out um, aptitude caches just to kind of see what they do, what, you know, what the deal is with them, right? Uh, I've got stone cutting up to 200, so I've gotten a couple of stone cutting caches. Uh, all of my gathering skills, except for fishing, I have up to 200, and so uh, I've I've seen each of those as well. These aptitude caches are so valuable, but they're even more valuable for the crafting abilities, specifically furnishing and cooking, uh, because these aptitude caches can drop trophy materials uh things like stacked decks loaded dice um armors journals uh, mm. you know all the things to upgrade your your trophies uh which sell for a ton uh, like 30 to 50k right super super expensive it can also drop schematics you can get schematics for like the star metal or or calcum chests mm. that sell for a ton uh you can get schematics for the super rare um furniture and stuff in the game you can also get rare recipes for those people who are uh, cooking uh that's in the drop pool so uh super super valuable make sure that you are pushing those aptitude uh, caches as much as you can. Um, and on top of that, you get a bunch of vials of Azoth so that you can just fast travel whenever you want. Uh, it, unless your name is, is Joby, of course. Uh, yeah, I, I have an objection to, to that them. statement. Really? I, I just don't understand it. He's got a hundred vials of, of suspended Azoth. 
uh, and he'll still run from Great Cleave to Shattered Mountain because he doesn't want to pay to fast travel. Mm-hmm. It's a principle, my isn't dude, it? it? It just it blows my mind. I mean, mind. I just I just like being sure that I have enough Azoth, and I always have a lot of stuff in my inventory because I'm doing like a little bit of everything, and so it's frequently like at least 400 Azoth to fast travel anywhere at the very minimum. So. You just gotta be gotta be a little Scrooge McDucky with your with your Azoth sometimes, you know. Uh, yeah. You you need to be better about dropping your stuff off. This is what you need to do. Mm. And get get stuff out of your inventory. Well, here's the problem: is I use like everything because I'm I'm doing like a lot of different stuff, so I always need basically like every crafting material. I'm always in need of, so it feels really bad to drop anything. No, don't. I'm not saying drop it. I mean, like, leave it in town before well, you fast travel somewhere. You know, it's all all of it is full. It's it's permanently full. So that's insane. I have is, I have lots of problems. I'm mind. working through is the theme. Of this yeah, this might not be the game for you. Um, yeah. this, this is dangerous. <laughs> I think we might. This might this might be enabling some poor behaviors. Yeah. <laughs> perhaps, Faction perhaps. Faction Wars Episode Nine is actually going to be a new episode of Hoarders. Yeah. Uh, okay. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, let me ask you this, Joby. How many how many hyssop do you have? Do you, hyssop? Do you have yeah. do you have twenty seven thousand hyssop? I actually don't. I discovered really early on that I, I did frequently have oodles and oodles of hyssop and I started dropping it because it, it opened up a lot of space for me. Mm, right. Okay. But that is a good tip. That is a good place to start. Yeah. If you have make your potions. Like make your potions. Yeah. Or sell it and make some money because Joe also never has any mm. money. So, <laughs> Steve, uh, you, you've been playing a bunch the last couple of days. I have. Do you have, uh, are any of your um, trade skills up to 200? Do you no, have any experience no, 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 no. with these dashes? I, I think okay. the closest I'm at, I feel like might be mining, and I think it's at like 144. Something really? like that, or like one. I feel like most I people max out skinning first. I, I can't remember. Like it the... might be skinning. It might. It's yeah. one of those two. Um, I started to really pay attention to cooking foods that help me with luck on those mm-hmm. things. So like, <clears throat> if I have a lot of oh, kill fifteen of these boar, kill ten of these rabbits, yeah. twenty five of this, I'll just be all right. Let me put skinning on, and I'll just get the bonus for that. Um, and it does help. So I'm pretty close on mining and or skinning. Um, and I think that's it. Um, so it's going to be between one of the two of those. Gotcha. Joe, how have you enjoyed the aptitude caches so far? Um, I have enjoyed them quite thoroughly. Uh, it, it honestly like revitalized my obsessive desire to just like gather everything and, and refine everything and craft everything I can, because I, I was doing that. But once I I got to 200 on a lot of my uh, my trade skills, which I I did pretty early on, not meaning to like toot my own horn or anything, because it's literally just a matter of time spent playing the game, and I have obsessively played the game. But like all of my gathering, except for um, fishing, is at 200. All of my refining, except for stone cutting, is at 200. Um, and so like a lot of this stuff felt like a waste of time after a while, and I would just start ignoring things. Um, but now with the aptitude system, I like have that urge, but even, even more so now, because now I'm getting, uh, almost even like more rewards for, for continuing to do these things because the, like you were saying, the aptitude chests are so valuable, um, stuff that I had never even gotten once before. Like, like, for example, I think I got five Tolvium ever in my (laughs) journey from, zero to 200 and then some uh, of mining and, and Cinnabar, I didn't get a single one, but now I have like, you know, like I think I have like 50 or 60 uh, yeah. of, of each right now. So mm-hmm. yeah, it, it feels real good. feels real good. And I agree that the aptitude chests are probably the best change they've added to the game closely followed by expertise, but I still think the aptitude thing is more, more of a plus for me. Yeah. And I, I think it's valuable to everyone, right? Like whether you're a crafter or not getting those mods um, and getting those legendary materials to make money or make gear or to give to someone in your company to craft, like it it helps everyone out. And it shocks me. Like I've paid very close attention to the price of Tolvium and Cinnabar on our server. 
it hasn't gone down since this release. Like I thought no, for sure. So surprising. Since, yeah. Since mm. the market was just going to be flooded with this stuff that it, it would tank the price on all of these um, like legendary cla- uh, crafting materials, but it doesn't. Um, so it, it may be different on other servers, but at least on our server, you know, whether people are, are just not wanting to gather and are okay, just paying for it or, or whatever, like, you know, they're still super, super valuable, uh, which is very cool. Well, and if you think about how much of each of those legendary materials it costs to actually uh, craft any, like, really high-level piece of armor or, or weapon, mm-hmm. it's insane. And so I, I think right. probably what's happening a little bit is that no one was trying to craft this stuff before because it's a risk every time because you're you're choosing one perk, you're mm-hmm. throwing some Azoth in there, and you're, you're hoping for the best, you know, to try and get a good roll. Yeah. Um, and so it was so, so costly to do that that I'm sure people were very hesitant to do that. But now with, you know, uh, all those materials being way more accessible, I think there's probably just more crafting going on overall, which is right. good for everyone. You know, it, it adds yeah. more more stuff into the economy for everyone to have access to, you know, even if it's not for a while for newer players, it's still, I guess, like boosting the the new world economy overall. Yeah. Well, and on top of that, the addition of the timeless shards has made it so yeah. that people are more willing to craft too. Because before you were, you were risking like, yes, I want this one perk, but if the item rolls with shit stats, you know, if you're trying to make a life staff and it rolls with strength and intelligence, you're just like, oh, great. Okay. I just wasted, um, you know, this, this uh, drop of Azoth, drop of petrified Azoth um, that sells for 1200 gold. You know, I, I just totally wasted it on this. You life wasted staff. your Asmodium and your quintessence, yeah, and everything exactly. else that it takes too. Exactly. Which is like but- thousands of gold of material. Yeah, but now that you have these timeless shards so that you can select the attributes that are going to be on the piece of equipment and you can pick a perk, like it's so, so valuable. Um, and, and so I, I I really do believe that this update, um, people are going to look back on as like the foundation of um, crafting as we're going to know it for the you know the foreseeable future on New World. It, it has been so instrumental in... Um, getting crafting like really moving mm-hmm. okay we just have a little bit more time so joe why don't you take us to joby's lore lowdown give us a little tidbit of lore for this week jo- 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 joby's lore lowdown that was excellent i need a i need a like little that. sound bite intro for this that would be fun huh you just yeah. got um, it man you just got it that was it okay <laughs> we'll we'll record that and we'll just use it from here on <laughs> no I'll, I'll do it live um, i'll do it live yeah <laughs> oh oh i see that everything works. is live produced on this show okay okay well <laughs> you'll get some live steve performance every week that's very exciting steve steve steve, steve. Hey, so... performance every week live <laughs> very good very good you sound um, like the sports center top 10 guy i love that <laughs> okay go ahead joe Guys, I think the intro is better than the content now, so uh, I don't know what to do. No. Uh, okay, everyone get cozy by the fire. We're going to talk about some lore. Um, let me take you guys to Eden Grove here for a moment. Um, I'm going into the tales of Eden Grove in my journal in New World. Um, there's a really interesting uh, set of pages in Eden Grove um, called the Evernight Letters. And uh, I don't know how, if, if either of you guys have, or, or anyone listening, have read a lot of like, um hp lovecraft or like that type of horror like the the sort of cosmic horror type of stuff like another book in that genre is annihilation it's kind of a popular one but uh a a lot of like this type of horror stuff is told from uh, the perspective of someone who went through some harrowing event that was like immensely intense for them and it's it's kind of like a you know an interesting genre of horror this feels very much like that the evernight letters tells the story of a town in Eden Grove that very, very slowly started to be taken by, by the lost. Um, and, and it kind of goes through the story of this family where um, you see like uh, an older sibling uh, mourning the loss of, uh, I think it's her mother and a few other people in the town. But then rumors start to, to swirl around the town that they uh, have seen these people uh, sort of like creeping about in the woods on the outskirts of the town. And slowly but surely, um, people are led off into the woods by these people who come back 
And as lost, when people come back as lost, they still maintain a decent amount of their, I guess, like the 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 body's memories or personality. And they'll still oftentimes go through some of the same routines, act in the same way, but the soul is missing. Um, and so th there's just this this <laughs> terrible story of uh, what ends up happening is this this poor little girl um, with her entire family and the entire town eventually wandering off to the lost um, ends up spending uh, multiple days hiding in the town watching like these people she knew as lost wandering about and i just want to read you guys the last little paragraph it's a good time and then we'll, we'll call it there uh, but just just picture this the spookiness for this poor little girl named annika this last time i thought i saw maurice in the field walking toward me through the flowers smiling happy if it is her then i will run to her and ask her to take me away from this horrid place there's a sound at the door. Someone is here. Maurice? I can smell flowers freshly cut. She has come for me to lay the petals around me so I might sleep. Annika. And that is where the journal entries end. Um, but I think that is one of my favorite examples of kind of how the lost operate. And uh, a very, very spooky example of it as well. And there you have it. Love there that. is the lore lowdown for the week. Nerd! huge yep. nerd reading yep. journal entries i actually started reading them myself um and they're surprisingly uh, yeah, there's, good. there's some really good ones in there yeah there's some good stuff in there we uh we ran lazarus instrumentality which is one of the uh end game dungeons for the very first time the other day uh and joe was telling me the lore from the uh, couple of pages in there and it actually like Giving credit to Amazon Game Studios, their writing is is very very good, and it sounds like they put a lot of effort into these lore pages. So, yeah, um, I, we got to hear. They, more they of have these to figure out a better way to communicate the lore, hundred percent, in video games in general. Like just it's in general, so hard because usually people who play these kinds of games are schlubs like Taylor here, who just you know will skip through the lore pages and not even read them. Yep, and so. It, when when they're making a game for the people who love to see big numbers pop up over the bad guys heads it's it's kind of hard to have like a compelling narrative but if you do if you put yeah. forth the effort to go and read and like look for context clues in the environment and stuff there's actually a lot of good good stuff in Eternum. and yeah. i know this is like going on a slight tangent but i went back and i watched the opening cinematic of the game again recently uh, cuz i was kind of just messing around in the character creator for fun i didn't actually end up fully making the character but i i wanted to watch that opening cinematic again and it's so good like it's it's very compelling it gets you interested in like what captain thorpe is doing and stuff and like it's such a great introduction to the world and then there's not another cinematic for the rest of the game and i think that's such a bummer yeah like, that is I'm just sure that such a be. missed opportunity there For has sure. to be. I'm sure when they release some big expansion, they'll they'll have like they'll they'll continue to add on to that story. They, they've actually talked about how the main story of the game, like Isabella's story and Captain Thorpe's story, is is not over, and they they're there's a lot they're still going to explore with it. Yeah, I just wish like even throughout the main story quest, if there were just a couple of short cinematics, um, or even just in engine like little things that they could do. I just think it would get people interested. That, that's the thing that's missing with the story so much more. Yeah, that that's the thing that's missing for sure. You know, Final Fantasy fourteen does it so well, mm -hmm. just so so beautifully. All the cutscenes, people sit there and will watch those cutscenes. They're true Final Fantasy cutscenes. It's like playing Final Fantasy, you know. And and I think that's a big carrot at the end of the stick for players who invest, you know, 200, 300, 400, 500 hours into the game. It's they get rewarded with amazing cutscenes, um, yeah. and I think the new world as you know as long as the player base now continues to build again, and uh, the quality of life continues to rise, and they could start focusing on that kind of thing. It would be really cool, you know, five years from now to get like a retelling of this first part of the game, yeah, where like new players come in and they get all these new cinematics that they could watch and stuff like that, almost yeah. like a relaunch of the of the original story. Um, <clears throat> while players who've been playing for years get those cutscenes, but in a different, you know, like an add-on or whatever. Sure um, you know, yeah, that that's quality. A, that's a good idea. So, yeah, I mean, I I think that they, <clears throat> it's, 
I feel like it was it was something that was supposed to happen, but wound up being a taking a backseat to the mechanics and making sure all that stuff worked for launch. Sure. Yeah, yeah I think I think a lot of people forget that uh, New World was like a a open world survival game two years ago. This was yeah. not originally supposed to be an MMO. Uh, and they didn't have any dungeons planned. Like it, it was just like a, a PVP focused open world survival game. Uh, and they added all of this like PVE content and, and extra stuff really within the last like two years or so. Um, so I, I understand the game probably should have come out like a year later, but I'm, I'm very happy that we're able to play it when we can play it. So, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've heard a few interviews with the narrative lead i think is what the title of that guy was but Mm -hmm. it it sounds from the way he talked about sort of the resource allocation within amazon game studios that uh they they at least wish that there were there was a little bit more (laughs) room and resources given for the the storytelling in the game um and i i can totally understand that like that is not a priority when there are bugs that are kind of breaking the game for a lot of people and you need to make yeah. sure that the game is fun to play first, you yeah. know? Um, but I, I, I'm very optimistic that they will take advantage of all the open-ended uh, questions and, and possibilities and opportunities that the, the story has given us so far. And I'm excited to see what's to come. Sure. All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up here. That was a, a nice uh, sizable episode. It was chunky. Um, yeah, it was a good one. Chonky with like no news whatsoever, but I, I had a good time. Thank yep. you guys so much for joining me. And thank you all so much for listening. Uh, this is Faction Wars, a new world podcast, part of the dual screens network. If you guys want to support this show as well as, as well as the rest of the content that us over here at dual screens are putting out, uh, you can do that on our YouTube channels. Uh, on our Twitter at dual underscore screens, as well as on Patreon at patreon.com slash NDS podcast. Uh, just like our Patreon producers, FNH Paul, Colton the Apprentice Nestler, and Vegas Girl on Fire have. This show literally could not exist without you guys, so thank you all so, so much. Until next time, this has been Faction Wars. Keep hunting those presents. Bye.